Hello, welcome back to, yeah, that shit podcast you listen to. It's The Reducer. And today it's a lot better than last week when it was just me, Howard H. Smith, Leeds United scum. With me, I have Liverpool supporting David Klein. Hello, Howard. Hello. And I have Manchester City supporting Dave Rothney. Hello. Hello, hello, and uh, and how apt that um, I, I, that we have you both here because obviously the big game of the weekend, you know, previous weekend was the um, thoroughly underwhelming clash between <laughs> Man City and Liverpool. I, I I mean, I speak as a neutral. Um, I'm sure you know. I'm sure it was enthralling to you both. Um, but yeah, but you know, as a neutral, well, let's face it. What was it? Fourth on match of the day. So mm. I think that, yeah. that's a that's well, a, a damning endorsement indictment. Sorry, Dave. How do you feel? Uh, I was going to say you go first. I mean, I feel <laughs> like okay. Uh, then I'll yeah, go on then. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. On. I was going to say. I always fear Liverpool more than United. So, uh, so you fear the, the defeat. And then you think, I'll just take a point right at the start of the game. Um, and then we were 1-0 up. And then I felt we kind of, um, from the City perspective, I thought we were wasteful with the ball and we let you back into it. But, yeah, yeah, you know, by the same token, I just thought it was that post-international break, everybody was a bit kind of, you know, mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. the pace. There was a lack of intensity and, you know, yeah, I was just but then in the but at the end I was happy because it was a draw. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought we should have won. Not not that we deserved to win, but we should have won. You know, kind of feel the same way. When I saw who the team was we were playing uh, post international break, um, I uh, didn't hold out much hope to be honest because we're always seemingly I don't know statistically I've never I've not I've never checked but maybe it's just a. Maybe it's just a perception, but we always seem to be a bit slow, a bit languid, a bit, a bit shit. And also, in the wake of getting absolutely battered by you last season, I thought, oh god, I'll take a point. Um, not never one to gloat, as you know. Never one to uh, not not the glass half full person, as you know. So yeah, I I said beforehand, yeah, a point that'll be a good result. I think in the in the end it was. I think it was better for us than it was for you, but. Um, We've now played all the top, so-called top four stroke six. I think we've done all right. Apart from the debacle at Spurs, I think we've done okay. But that said, there are no easy games, are there? So um, we'll, we'll just see. I mean, we've got Fulham on Sunday. So uh, they always put a shift in, as they say. So we'll see what happens. No easy games apart from Burnley, I'm going to say. <laughs> Much as I love Vincent Company. Not I mean... played them. Not played them yet. Did yeah. you what score? You absolutely uh, battered them, didn't you? What's that? Was it five or six nil or something? No, I don't think it was. First game of the season. It's just the way he's playing. He's still playing. He's still playing uh, the way he's playing. You know, uh, and that's you know. Can I um? Can, can I just uh, um uh add to this? I just want to pick up on something that um uh Dave you said there. Fulham always put a shift in. Yes, that is code for they're not a threat. Um, they're not having a good season, and just go ahead and say it. You should no. fucking win. 
You should batter them. Uh, well, we Bat- always they've got we... no goal scorer. He's he's they sold Mitrovic. They replaced him with a guy who's got one in sixty games. And you're giving do you fear Fulham? Do you really? Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't think you can take anything for granted. And football, as we know, you can't Bloody predict. Hell. The the late great Graham Taylor said. Uh, so. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, yes, another dead England manager. We'll get on to that later. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's funny listening to you both as a as a neutral. Basically, you're both sat there going, yeah, we're always shit when we play you. <laughs> yeah, I, I fear you. Or we fear you. <laughs> no, but I, no, but we fear, no, but we fear you. No, we fear you. We fear you more. If Dave and I were in a boxing ring with gloves, we'd just be both in, in a car, respective corner going, come on then, you first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I think you'd be stood in the middle touch, <laughs> touching gloves for the entire fight. Yeah. <laughs> just just uh, staring each other out, yeah. The only highlight of the game, apart from Trent's goal, I think, was, was Pep at the end. Do you know what Pep was kind of having a bit of afters about? Do you know? Did you see that, Dave? No. No, was I it didn't. Nunes or who was he? Oh, um, there was a bit, a bit of uh, yeah. It's that coke he sold him. It was no good. A bit of verbal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no idea what that was about. Just no. No, I wasn't there, Dave. So no idea. I know, but you watched the Red Men. You've got you've got access to YouTube. Oh, I've stopped. Week. I've weaned myself off it because well, it's done, just mate. it's just shit. When when we we get an unfavorable result, it's massive histrionics. The world's about to end. Then when we, like last night, I'm sure they're all going, oh, what an amazing win, you know, 4-0. Uh, you know, they'll just be large in it. And it's just, I always take Klopp's line, he's brilliant. He said, when we when we do well, I don't get too excited. When we do badly, I don't get too upset. And it's like, that's that's the line you should take. And bottom line, it's only fucking football. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I but I, I slightly disagree there because it's not, to, it's their job. <laughs> Like it's their job. That's like, oh, it's only my job. I'll fuck it off today. Oh, I've been sacked. Oh, right. I've got no money coming in. Oh, I'm fucked. I'm depressed. I'm on the dole. So yeah, it's it, it's only football to fans, but to the people playing it, it is life and death. It is that important. Um, and and I think sometimes that gets lost in um this whole this whole fucking concept of pl- like the amount of money people earn means that everything's okay you know, uh, know. you can absolutely yeah, like you know, know slate know. somebody to death because they ridiculous. earn more than you it's just it's absolutely it's 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 nearly as ridiculous as my um as my late father um uh when he always used to go on about um like you know players going down with cramp in extra time going they shouldn't get cramp the money yeah, they're earning the money they're on. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's like yeah. your physiology yeah. changes because you you're, you're <laughs> earning uh, you're earning a certain amount of money at, at a certain yeah. threshold <laughs> cramp doesn't kick in you know yeah. that that that's it the lactic acid goes fuck me we're earning how much i, I i've got yeah. i've got no right turning up today yeah yeah totally agree yeah there's a I mean, that, that always that correlation, isn't there? The the money element. It's just m- money. Yeah. So this shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. This cra- how much are they earning? That's ridiculous. It's just shut the fuck up. Well, Andy, um, Andy, yeah. who was on here um, uh, very recently, um, Love ma- him, man. made it made a great made a great point when he was saying like um, 
it's 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 rumored that um uh, the Barbie movie. I've forgotten her bloody name. Who's the, who was the woman behind the Barbie movie? She's Greta a Gerwig? Um, not the writer. The right. the female actor who produced it and and is in it. And I can't remember her bloody name. It's really annoying. Yeah, Australian. We, yes, yeah, but she's she's reportedly um like made she's like taken it she was a producer on it and she and she's made like something like a hundred million out of it and um and twitter isn't full of what about the nurses because she's made a movie and made a hundred million out of it you Margot know, it's, Robbie. It's, it, it's, Margot, Margot yeah that's Robbie, the one yeah. that's the yeah. one I, I i know i've mentioned this before and i do bang on about it a bit it's just that we're still in the era of footballers we've seen footballers go from mildly medium profile sports people to multi-millionaire entertainers and when you live in that space where you see that change people will always be moaning about it or harking back but as we move forward that's just that's just not going to be a thing anymore you'd be surprised actually that how uh long how far back that goes because i do recall conversations like this as a as a child in the 70s and you know, my dad especially going bloody how much is he bloody on bloody hell bloody, <laughs> and then Kevin bloody Keegan yeah oh, bloody, and then he pops up Keegan <laughs> would pop up on a Bruce advert with Henry Cooper and he'd be like, bloody hell look at him bloody, so it was like, <laughs> yeah. so it was it does go back. I think I think you can probably trace it back to the abolition of the maximum wage, um, where players were allowed to earn substantially well seemingly yeah a lot of money by comparison to what everyone else was earning but obviously the premier league and the the new money from sky and all that that's just gone um well it's it's made it um what it is uh, you know super multi-millionaire footballers every single one of them probably and especially in the premier league i i do i do however like the fact that um the uh, the 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 sort of midday half twelve kickoff between Man City and Liverpool. I love the fact that old school tribalism completely fucked the TV schedule for various parts of the world. That the Premier League would love to be showing um, mm. that game at a prime yeah. time for you know the the far east um asia etc yeah. and uh and, and and because of a bunch of fucking scallies and manks <laughs> yeah. it gets it gets put on at a completely unpalatable time for major parts of the world that spend a hell of a lot of money on premier league coverage yeah there's something there's something really nice about that even yeah. because, you know so away because i know you don't like talking about premier league all the time Howard. um so tell us about leeds what's the what's the latest with your club um well uh var still hasn't still isn't in the championship um that's uh that's that's a definite um and um we're, we're doing really well um we have a we have a great manager yeah, I was very, I was very pleased with the pressing. We had many winnings of the ball. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, we we are playing great football. We are thirteen points from fifteen. We are we are team of the league, I think. Um, and uh, Sam Byram is is one of the best free transfers in the in the in the history of Leeds United. Oh God, he's he's just disappeared from Germany and become somewhere else. Um, uh, yeah, so Sam it's Byram. Well Sam, yeah, Sam Byram, who um, we got on a free because he was released by Norwich, um, returning to the club after ten years. Um, he played in four years at Norwich. He played forty games, um, 
Uh, he's had real bad injuries. We sold him for a shitload of money to West Ham and it never really happened for him. Um, and he's come back and he's he's not far off player of the season so far. And it's it cost us nothing. Um, Farker obviously knew him from his time at Norwich. Yeah. We, you know, we invited him in to play and train and, and, and it's just, it's, it's worked out. It's worked out brilliantly. It really has. And um, Georginia Ruter, uh, sorry, Georginio Ruter, who we bought for 33 million in the January transfer window and then put on the bench, which is exactly what you do when you're in a relegation battle, isn't it? You spend 33 million on an unproven teenager from the Dutch league, put him on the bench and let him sit there and watch you get relegated. Um, <laughs> and um uh, I mean, put it this way, Sam Allardyce was asked about him and his one and only response was, well, he's one for the future. Like, <laughs> Unlike like, you, Sam. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, as in <laughs> fucking no chance. Um, we've got we've got Pat Bamford doing a podcast with Joe Wilkinson, which is just odd. He's I mean, he's said a few things on there that I don't know if it's. You know, I, I I don't know if like you know club are happy or not. I'm presuming the club have signed off on him doing it. I don't know. Um, so that's 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 a bit odd. Well, you know, I, I you know fuck that podcast. Go and listen to it, everybody. Um, yeah. But it's it is it is quite interesting because it does get into the nuts and bolts of um, uh, of being a footballer. You know, um, and it is quite interesting because Joe Wilkinson is just basically you know desperate to be a friends with a footballer and also desperate to find out what it's like being a footballer. So he asks a lot of fan questions. And basically the same way we would. So that's that's quite cool. Um, but uh, yeah, 13 points from 15. We, you know, we went went to Leicester, beat them on their own patch, which was great. Um, we're we're playing great stuff. Uh, and Georginia Ruter, who I meant, mentioned, is has just scored his first home goal. But I mean, he's like he's Mr. Assists. He's his ability, close control is absolutely amazing. And in fact, Farker even said he is. You know he's great, but he's he's basically trans. You know subtext. He's got to try and not take the piss out of the opposition, and he seems to have completely ignored that. <laughs> he seems to have completely ignored that. And whenever he gets the ball, doesn't matter where he is on the pitch, he just likes keeping it and holding off like five players, <laughs> nutmegging three of them, and you know putting somebody in. I mean, it's like, it, yeah, he's it, it, phenomenal, wonderful. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying the football. I'm enjoying the results. And, um, you know, I, I it's just it's just it's the opposite of the Premier League. You know, yeah. you've got Everton have got a 10 point uh, deduction and they ain't going to go down. Whereas in the championship, you're looking at a top three of um, Leicester, Leeds, Southampton. I mean, I'm saying that you're looking at that as a final top three. I think Ipswich will drop away. Right. But that's that. So you could argue that the top three of the championship is is stronger than the bottom three of the Premier League. Are you targeting promotion straight back? Well, there's no doubt about that because, yeah, I mean, you target promotion every season. You know, yeah, I know, you, but you, from you as a Leeds fan, do you, would, would, do you think that would be a good thing? I mean, this is a stupid question in a way. But, I'm, but you know, I'm, I think you know what I'm getting at. If you I go think you know my answer. Up, yeah. So yes is the answer. Um. I, no. Do I think? I. I don't know. I mm. don't know. I. I it, it's. It. I mean, first season under Bielsa, we were amazing. Yeah. You know, and and we beat Derby, um, home and away. 
they didn't score a goal against us. In the first leg of the playoff against them, we beat them 1-0 on their patch. They So we'd beat them three times. They'd never scored a goal. We were 1-0 up at half-time. We lost. Mm. They went to the playoff final. We didn't. In 45 minutes of football, our season went to shit under Bielsa. I mean, mm. if that can happen under him, it can happen under anyone. And the championship is just so relentless that yeah. it, it's, it, it really is. You know, there's, look, there's, there's always outliers. There's always weird things happening. And, as, and I've said this before. The last two seasons, two teams with the lowest average attendance have got promoted, Bournemouth and Luton. So it's, it's you know, it, it really is a bizarre, bizarre league. Um, and you can't really understand it unless you're in it. And you two will have never been. Well, yeah, Dave. We're going uh, there. Correction. Correction. Yeah. You you have you have been there. Um and it's just one of those things. It's mad. Can anyone clear this up for me? Because I am not sure why Everton were just almost summarily deducted ten points. Um whereas City and Chelsea, there's seemingly no no punishments. Is it is it a different set of circumstances or no, no, this I do not understand why people are asking this question. So I'm very glad you glad oh, you I'm mentioned sorry. it. Sorry no, for but, asking. But well no 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 no. No, no, don't be. But the <laughs> but but the point is that those two cases have not been heard yet. It's I mean, it's literally it's literally like it's literally like sitting in a class, mm. right, and being caught red-handed by a teacher for doing something. Now you think two kids at the back, you yeah. think they might be doing the same thing as you. Yeah. But she hasn't seen them yet, right? right? right. And okay. then you get caught and go, oh. Miss, miss, what about them? I'll deal with them when I know <laughs> what is going on. But you, but you have been caught red-handed. Yeah, I mean, the difference is, is that, I mean, this is what, I mean, look, I realise I've not got a leg to stand on in a way. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in that position. It's about the old, was it Bill Hicks about Iraq? I'm for the troops, but against the war, you know, yeah. difficult. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, we, we broke the rules, but I don't agree with the rules. Um, and Everton, from what I know, got a 10-point automatic penalty because they made a loss. And that is you're not allowed to under financial fair play. City have got 111 charges against them, um, which aren't which are kind of which are various other breaches. And inevitably, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get clubbed. Do you know what I would love? I'd love it. Would be if <laughs> we if Guardiola is true to his word and we get relegated, pick a division, and Guardiola stays, and that would be. That would be absolutely brilliant. As long as we get the parachute payment, I don't mind. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think we are going to go down. We're going to get relegated. We're going to get fined. You know, you don't get away with 111 breaches, but it's not the same as Everton. Howard says they've been found guilty. They're done. Now it's us. Chelsea's right. completely right. different. So Chelsea... it boils down to them running at a loss rather than a profit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Financial yeah. fair play right. was invented by the likes of Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal to protect yeah. the elite of football and prevent sure. other clubs, you know. So it basically, the, the sub subtext is Everton aren't a big enough club. They're not a very big club. <laughs> well, I, I, you could come to that conclusion. But the thing oh, is, sounds the thing like is it. but what makes what, what makes me laugh about this is that is that Really, 
and truthfully, I mean, Everton fans are are hilarious. Um, the Premier League <laughs> is corrupt. Say the team who've just been caught financially doping. <laughs> yeah, who've literally yeah. corrupted the league with with their over yeah. with with their overspending, are claiming the league is corrupt. That's great, but also they should have been dropped docked ten points last season. Yeah, yeah, they should have been relegated. With that, with, because that ten point deduction would have done for them. If I was an Everton fan, I'd be over the fucking moon Hence because they your, are going to stay up. Your They're legal case up. against them, yes, and the legal case is based on unfairness. It's not based yeah. on any yeah. uh, on any kind totally, of claim yeah. that we would have stayed up. We were shit. We deserved to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you might have last season. Um. Well, had, the, they, had they been docked the points then? Uh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, mm. it's it's just basically the fact that um, it's been ruled that they were cheating and, you know, they were in and around. So we want some compensation. Um, yeah. You know, we don't want points back. We don't, you know, you can't change history. We've, you know, we were relegated and that's the end of it. Yeah. But um, also the thing is they did it three seasons in a row. They also say, but, you know, but we we worked with the premier league i'm sorry i'm kind of recapping some of the stuff i said last week yes they did and the premier league said to them um they were like are we all right to buy any more players and they were like um not really i mean you do so at your own risk uh and they went oh okay bought three more players so it's all very well them saying, oh, but we were open with the Premier League. Yeah, you were open. Mm-hmm. And they suggested that you that you shouldn't have any more, uh, that you shouldn't buy any more players. And then you went out and did so. Is that right? Mm. Right. So that's yeah. not a good idea. No. Well, fuck them then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it's a little bit like that, isn't the it? Liverpool fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, 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 do, I do feel sorry yeah. for them. I do have a degree of, of sympathy for them. So, uh, yeah. I don't sympathise with cheats. No. End no. of story. No, it's, End a, of it's story. more the, fan, the fans. It's shit for the fans. Yeah. Uh, oh, hello. Oh, fucking hell. Is it the first <laughs> points deduction, is it? Do you know how old points deductions are? <laughs> Over thirty years, the first fucking points deduction was in the ni- was in the eighteenth century. For fuck's sake, yeah. it's ridiculous that people are going. Oh, the fans are being punished for the crimes of the owners. What? That's been happening for fucking fifty fucking years. It must be the nineteenth century, not the eighteenth. Yeah, sorry, century. I that'd be seventeen hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was well, yeah, it was the eighteen hundreds, eighteen seventy, right, or eighteen ninety, okay. one of the two. But it's like it's like oh. <laughs> where, where where was everybody? Where was everybody going? Oh, I feel sorry for the fans when Leeds when Leeds got deducted fifteen fucking points. Where were you then? Hey, oh poor fans. When Ken Bates took us out of administration without a CVA, so we got fucking hammered. Where was everyone then? Oh, the poor Leeds fans. Nobody. All very fucking quiet, wasn't it? <laughs> so don't give me this bullshit. <laughs> This okay. fucking bullshit sorry, sorry. about the poor, poor sorry, fans. <laughs> sorry, <Fuck 'em>. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, Terry Venables. Terry Venables, yeah. Bloody hell, there's a subject change for you. Well, just get you, get you. <laughs> Pull away. the handbrake co- on. Just coax you away. <laughs> Some bit of nice yeah. sort of football nostalgia, yeah. Yeah, just, I was, uh, I was, I was. Um, I rewatched the uh, England Holland game. Uh, it's one of the best. Most one of my favourite memories of watching England when he he was in charge and we batted Holland four one at Wembley. Oh, That's yeah. just 
unbelievably good experience that was watching it because we you know i think it was the first time he'd ever seen an england team comprehensively take apart one of the top nations yeah yeah and um and he was in charge and um it was good there, there was a lot of conjecture about oh if only he'd stayed on i can't remember i was like you know i'm i'm of a certain age now 60 in january obviously so my memories sort of fade <laughs> failing yeah. me but I can't remember why he didn't stay on. What was the reason? I know Hoddle was. He was. He was going to go. He was going to be in court because he ah, had a case with Tottenham, and it, but and, yeah. and he was banned from being a company company director, which was the result of that court case. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We're all. We are all fatally flawed. Yeah. And it was um, an overreach. Yeah. yeah. And Terry was never. He, he always. You know. It's the thing that we. Rather than accept he was one of the best coaches in the world, we probably did accept that. Terry wanted more. He wanted to be a, he wanted to be the business behind. He wanted to be a businessman. He wanted to be a director. And he just that just was, I mean, it was a disaster. Um, I mean, Portsmouth were, you know, I mean, that was a disastrous kind of time at Portsmouth when he was chief exec. So mm. I mean, mm. it was that. It was hanging over him. I mean, they shouldn't have. They should have kind of. It was one of those that they. It was wrong to kind of force him to step down as it were but by the same token he didn't really do himself any favors no and it, it as i recall he was never really he didn't really endear himself at all ever to the fa which is quite a conservative stick in the mud sort of organization i remember do you remember that it was going back to graham taylor again when um they showed the oh, fly, yeah. fly on the wall meetings with um, the FA, and they were just a bunch of stuffed suits. So the notion of Terry Venables, Venables, who's you know he was very much a maverick, his yeah. own man, complying with anything that they wanted. You know, I, I bet it stuck in their craw that they even gave him the job in the first place. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he was he was an outsider. You know, he was an mm. outsider, oh, and and. Um, it, it just it, it it didn't go down well, and no. um and speaking as uh, as a fan of the club side where Terry Venables uh, took his very last full time league football role as manager of Leeds United, um, mm. I mean that was it, that was doomed from the start. Unfortunately, he wanted to be build a team around Rio Ferdinand, yeah. who was almost immediately sold. Sold. Yeah. Um, I still remember. Funnily enough, you you've rewatched Euro '96. I've rewatched the press conference where we announced that we're selling Jonathan Woodgate, and Terry Venables is sat there making absolutely no attempt to show a united front whatsoever. <laughs> he's asked a que- he's uh, and he's asked a question. Um. That um, and he sat next to Ridsdale, and he's asked a question: Would you, you know, would you demand, would you demand the resignation of the chairman? And his response is, "I wouldn't demand it." That's it, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like, oh, hello, and and literally, (laughs) Ridsdale is sat there. Ridsdale is honestly, it's like teacher and pupil. Ridsdale is sat there. You know, giving it the well. You know, we've we we you know we've had to set blood, and Venables is just sat next to him, rolling his eyes yeah. and sighing, like you know. And and the famous quote, it's you know, it's not what was in the brochure, which is quite ironic because yeah. um, Terry was actually filming um, a holiday program with Judith Chalmers um, just pre- just previous to um, uh, pre-season, and he That's actually I, I remember I because. I got a chance to wheel out my Nigel Martin um, anecdote because um, 
I had quite a chat with uh, with Nigel, which was great because um, his, How? his wife. Sorry, you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know Nigel Martin? Well, his wife had a um, an antique stall in the same centre that my mum had an antique stall. So, right. so you know, my mum kept mentioning Nigel, um, uh, who's a big Leeds fan. And it turns out it was Nigel who used to play for Leeds. And um, and she said, and she's she's like, oh, you know, he, 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 I've told I've told him all about you. He wants to meet you. And I was like, I know, I know. And so so I end up meeting Nigel Martin. He's like, oh, I've heard all about you. And I'm just like, this is wrong. This is this wrong. This is amazing. So, and just to set this, then, so where, where's the antique stall? I just want to get. Uh, well, it was, it was in an antique centre that no longer exists in um, in uh, Panel in Yorkshire. Um, right. Funnily enough, about about quarter of a mile from where Johnny Bairstow fell over and snapped his leg and nearly ended his uh, football career on the golf course. But anyway, um, uh, that's a different podcast. It's the Cricket Reducer, which is worse than this. Um, so. Um, yeah, so I, so so it's like oh I've heard all about you. I was like all oh, right, so straight we just started chatting, and um, the, it was dead funny as well because he 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 was helping he helps his wife quite a lot, and, and he said whenever he's bringing boxes of antiques in, at least one person will be go will be like well, what you don't drop that. <laughs> 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 and, he's, and he's like, and he's like, so, uh, so he said that, yeah, there's loads of comedians around here. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but it was, it was great. He, I mean, he told me all sorts of stuff about, like, you know, he played with and all the rest of it, and it was great. But he mentioned, he he said, like, basically, he'd just done the World Cup. He was yeah. absolutely knackered, and um, Venables comes on the phone. Nigel is at the ground, right at at the, and he's on the phone waiting for Venables to come on the phone, who's in Spain filming an episode of Holiday with Judith Chalmers. And Venables basically says, I want you to come to China on the pre-season tour. And Nigel's like, well, I'm absolutely exhausted. And he thought, I thought he would sympathise. I thought he'd he'd see. And he's like, well, you're a senior player and I, I, I need you to come on the tour. And he's like, but I'm I'm just wiped out. And he goes, well, if, if you don't come, you're, you know, you're, you're starting on the bench. For the season, and and well, Paul Robin and Paul Robinson will be my number wow. one. Uh, and he said, "I just I didn't have any choice. I didn't have any. He said, I couldn't. I just couldn't go. I couldn't go. Also, he said I would have just been. I'd have been rubbish. I'd have got dropped eventually anyway, because I was absolutely you know exhausted, and I'd have I'd have just been no good. So um, and that really was the beginning of the end for him. But of course, this is the way football works." It was the beginning of the end for him, but it was the beginning of the beginning for Paul Robinson, yeah. you know, who ends up being an England goalkeeper and a number one choice, as opposed mm. to Nigel, who was always number two behind David Seaman. Um, so yeah, it was um, that's 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 his Terry Venables um, anecdote. because so, it's interesting because this is really good because obviously there's been all this kind of coverage of Venables, uh, all rightly, all, all positive, and it's all about his success. So oh, how yeah. did you characterise Leeds then? Do you think any of it was Venables' fault, or was he just kind of handed the worst hospital pass you could get? We we beat you 3-0 in the first game of the season under Venables, and he was asked in the, and he was asked in the um, press conference afterwards if he thought we could challenge for the league that season. Right. Um, and that's the brochure Venables bought. You know, at yeah. the time, it was a bit like, 
Oh, I don't know. And there's always this, you know, Cockney versus the North um, uh, kind of, you know, narrative that the press like to run, which is bollocks. Um, we played great football. We really did. And he was kind of, it, there was he was told that there were four or five players were going to be sold and they weren't. And then the ones he was told were going to stay were sold. And it was just, but the players who did work with him said, you know, amazing coach. Yeah, amazing coach. And we and we did play some really good football. But it was, you know, it was a it was a it was a house built on sand at the time. Um, it was gonna sink no matter who was in charge, you know. So, you know, we started with Venables and um, you know, we ended up with Peter Reed. It's, it's like going from Bielsa to Allardyce, you know, it's just yeah. yeah. So, but um, yeah, I've I mean I've got fond memories of, of Venables Euro 96 what an amazing coach he is and and just all the players that have ever kind of played under him just saying how they they improved under him and I, I remember Teddy Sheringham saying talking specifically about one of his training drills and um, it was just entirely focused on getting the ball out from your feet oh, so you could right. so you could have a shot yeah and he was like, it's the most basic thing in the world. But the longer you're in football, the further you get away from the basics. And Venables was brilliant about reminding you about what they are, but also applying them to these techniques and formations that 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 were new to everybody. And I and also that Dutch game that you referred to there. Lino, the yeah. um, what I love about that game is Paul Lintz tells the story of um, he starts talking, you know, Terry was talking to me before the game and he was going, Right, so, um, when we attack, and Lintz goes, Yeah, yeah, I know, cover when Gaza goes forward, he goes, no, 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 I want you, I want you to attack as well, they won't be expecting you. They'll be expecting him, and they'll be they'll they'll have they'll have plans for him. They won't have any for you. Who wins the penalty in the first half with a with a forward run? Paul Ince. It you know it, yes. it, and that that is how that's how you gain players' confidence and they rave mm. about them mm. is by being told something, being told something, yeah. yeah, and then it happening, yeah, and players just go right, okay. That's a beautiful yeah. point to. Uh... And... To end on, to yeah. end on, indeed. Um, uh, do you know what? Well, I've got to end on a stat. Go on. Okay. This week's stat is that latest round of the Champions League has just finished. And uh, Man United have conceded more goals than any English team in the history of the Champions League at this stage. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Well done. Good stuff. I know. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Hey? That takes you into the weekend with a spring in your step, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it just? It's uh, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. um, it's bloody marvellous, isn't it? <laughs> Ten hog out by Christmas. <laughs> no, keep him in. <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing a great job, and I, I, you know, I think Unana is one of the best goalkeepers I've ever seen. Super, superb. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Um, well, look, guys, it's a, a pleasure as always. A pleasure as always, dear listeners. We yeah. will be back next week. Um, and uh, don't know who, but we will be, or don't know where, but I do know when. So, um, yeah.
been fun. Hope your team does well at the weekend, whoever you support. Um, uh, Clino, I hope uh, I hope Fulham take it easy on you and don't batter you by too many. Yeah, I'll take a draw. <laughs> We've got Tottenham. Tottenham on Sunday, so Ooh, that'll be good. But yeah, well, that's, they're, 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 they're finished. Spurs, they're our so. bogey team. They always beat, they always beat us. Sliding down the table. Mm. Lost five of the last seven against Spurs, Man City. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, there's okay. one. And um, we've got uh, we've got Middlesbrough. Yes, guys, there's oh. they are still uh, they are still a thing. <laughs> yeah, still yeah. a place. That, that club still exists. <laughs> yes, indeed. Brilliant. Yeah, the fake Yorkshire Derby is yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as always, uh, uh, Dave, have a good one. Yes, thank you, Mr. Rothney. Always a pleasure. Cheers, and you. Thank you very much. See you later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>